Hello and welcome to the Joe Yoga Life Diaries. This is my first podcast and I'm really excited to share with you today some meditations to help with the mental health for children. Um, but also you can use them as well. They're just as beneficial for you. So let me give you a little bit of a background into me and why I'm here to talk about mental health for children. And certainly at the moment, as we're in these very strange situations. In normal times, I'm mostly working in schools and I teach yoga to children. So primarily I'm a yoga teacher and I teach Kundalini yoga and yoga for children with special educational needs. But most of my time is spent in schools doing sharing yoga with children. And so I can see the challenges that children are going through all of the time. Um, I can see when anxiety sets in, but I also get to see the magic that happens when they actually learn to manage these feelings and emotions. And it's, it's really quite a wonderful thing. So I'm using this podcast to really share a lot of my knowledge and a lot of what I have seen that I know works. And so obviously I'm not a doctor, so a little disclaimer obviously, if there are any real concerns then do see a doctor, but what I'm going to share are things that I know. All my yoga training has given me a certain amount of anatomy knowledge and certainly with meditations um, I can see how it works. I've studied the neuroscience of kundalini and mental health and so I do have a wealth of knowledge and uh, and all you have to do is just try them, just try and see whether the tips and things that I give you work. And also to share any concerns that you may have with your own mental health or with your children. And it's via sharing that we can spread the magic and we can spread the healing. So let's start with today's topic, which is the mental health for children during unusual circumstances. And at the time of recording this, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we are in a very, very unusual situation. Many of us are in lockdown and we can't go out. We can't mix with family and friends. And it really is a different time. Things are very, very strange at the moment. Schools are closed and so it's all quite different. The main thing I want us to think about, first of all, is that anxiety ultimately is a defense mechanism. It's what keeps us safe. It's it helps us to recognize that something needs a little more attention paid to it. When we're feeling anxious, it's because something might be different. It's because something we can't control has happened and we're just feeling like we need to give it a little bit more attention. And that's what's happening with a lot of children at the moment. They might be anxious over the fact they're not seeing their friends. They might be anxious over the fact that exams have been cancelled. They might be anxious if they're due to go to a new school in September and they're kind of missing all of that closing and leaving that happens. So they don't get that closure in order to start something new. So, you know, these are reasons why we might be 
feeling anxious but as I said it's a very normal thing Um, anxiety just allows us to pay more attention and things that might be causing anxiety at the moment are of course the isolation being away from friends or not being able to be part of their sports teams or go to the park or do normal things social media obviously can cause a lot of anxiety they might be spending more time than normal in fact I'm sure they are I think we all are because that's our connection with each other Um, more time on social media which can cause anxiety now school for many children school is the anxiety trigger so we have got a lot of children who actually are probably feeling actually okay about all of this and the anxiety they often felt has gone which is wonderful because uh, yeah for many children school is the not so safe place so being at home that anxiety has been taken away but also there is the children who thrive at school and they like the routine they like the normality of school and that having been taken away and gone can cause a lot of upset so normal changes can cause anxiety but what about parents who are struggling you know think about how children are sponges they absorb everything that's going on around them they're very very aware of emotions and energies and so if the parents are worrying if the adults are worrying if they've got the news on constantly they're going to pick up on that as well so we've got to be very mindful about how we are around children and how we're using our language and how we're being so when dealing with these changes and ensuring that our children stay happy and have a healthy mental health it's very very important to know what works for your child uh, to know your child very well and I also if you're listening to this and you're not a parent or you don't work with children I want you to consider this also for yourself know what works know the sort of character that your child is or that you are um for example i'm gonna use my son he is a i want to get it done kind of child so when we're looking at schoolwork, when we first started to do schoolwork at home it was quite stressful it was it did cause us both a bit of anxiety because i'm not his teacher uh, i'm his mum and for them to him to try and look at me as a teacher and for me to try and teach him in a way that I think is right and let's face it it's 30 odd years since I was at school is very very difficult and it did cause a lot of stress and it did cause a lot of upset and then nothing is productive you know we didn't get much done and anything we did get done was of no great quality so then after the Easter holidays and then we moved into the next term I sat down and went through all the subjects the school have been amazing they've sent brilliant stuff home and I went through all of that and made up a plan we wrote out a timetable which was about on average 40 minutes a lesson so not quite as long as what he has at school but enough to to turn out a quality of work and it also meant that he had some structure so we stuck to the timetable that he has at school so he still has that you know he has days where he has his favorite lessons and he has days where he has his not so favorite and he's still got that uh, continuation and so I went through all of the subjects we sat together and worked together what I found didn't work was when I tried to do my work at the same time he has to have that attention 
And actually, I quite like that time that we have together as mother and son. We don't, you know, now that he's a teenager, we don't get a lot of time together. So actually, it's real quality time. And the subjects are really interesting, you know, that we're doing about World War II and things like that. So it's really, really interesting. And we sat and we did a lot of the work together. And once he learned what quality of work I expected, we're now more at a point where he can sit and just get on with it on his own because he knows what I expect of him. We've been able to send work into school and the teachers are impressed and pleased. And of course, that's really good for him. That's his, you know, that lifts him up, that makes him feel comfortable and happy. So we've found a way that works. And as I said, he's this, I need to get it done kind of child. You know, he wants to get it done. So he's not going to sit there until half past four every day doing schoolwork. That's not how it works. We start, he wants to start as early as he can, get through the work, plough through the work, allowing 40 minutes per subject. So if he finishes a little bit earlier, but he's done a good quality of work, then that's good. That's okay. We'll move on to the next one. So some days we are done earlier, some days a little later. But the reward for him is that when it's done, the day is yours. And he loves that because he likes to get it done. And then he knows that the rest of the time is his for him to play on his games or to go outside in the garden or to do whatever he wants or to watch TV. So he has that carrot on a stick kind of thing. But I understand if you've got more than one child, it's learning what's going to work for each child. And I know you might have a lot of juggling and balancing and wow, you know, hats off to you. Amazing. What parents are doing at the moment is just phenomenal and so just working for what works for each child they're not cookie cutter children and working with what's best for them and maybe it's a strategic sit down a plan or maybe it's a that's okay I'll leave you to get on with it or you know whatever whatever works it's knowing your child and knowing what works for you when being when we're looking at their mental health situation We've got to be very vigilant because children can become depressed very quickly. Like their mental health can change quickly. You've got to be very, very aware and watching because it can literally be something as like a comment on social media or a text that they receive and they can start to go into this downward spiral. And certainly with teenagers who at this time are probably spending a lot more time on their own if your teenager is spending a lot more time on their own then there is the risk of them spiraling very quickly down into a depression so you need to spot changes in behavior very very quickly and bring them to the forefront of your teenager's mind as as well i love the saying that almost anything can be resolved with honest communication i love that and it's so true So keeping yourself open and being able to speak to your child about how they're feeling, about what's going on around them, reminding them always that how they're feeling is never, ever wrong. Never wrong. No matter what they're feeling, what they're experiencing in this situation, it is okay and it's right. Because there is no way to behave there is no right or wrong way whatever they're feeling is validated yeah any emotion that they're feeling is valid end of 
And so any emotion they come to you, they might say to you, I'm really scared that we might get it. You know, turning around and saying, don't be silly. We're doing all the right things. We're going to be fine. That's not going to make your child feel empowered. Their concerns and their worries are absolutely valid. So keeping yourself open and keeping yourself approachable is vital. And if you notice a change, invite your child to open up to talk to you uh respect their privacy of course if they don't want to talk about it and that's fine we don't push it you just keep it very open very light and sometimes it could be a a question such as what can i do to make you feel better yeah or what can i do to help you with this so not what's the matter with you or what's wrong with you try and turn it around and just say what can I do and I love that because it doesn't make your child feel in any way that oh so am I doing something wrong am I feeling wrong okay but something that we always do in this house is we have a little check-in at the end of every day Uh, we have meals together Uh, well most meals not all three but because we tend to have breakfast at different times at the moment. Um, But lunch and certainly the evening meal is always together. Not necessarily always around the table. We are occasionally allowed to sit in front of the TV. But we are together as a family and we will talk and share um, about things like my partner, he's still at work. um, And just make sure that we're sharing and we're talking about things all the time. But we have a little 10-minute check-in at the end of the day. So just as he's settling down to go to sleep, turning his TV off, we'll have a little, I'll lay on his bed next to him and we'll just have a little, so how was today? And we've had, yeah, today was good, or I didn't like today, I was bored. And and we have those, we have this, just just an honest chat. And it just gives a space and a place for if there is something that they want to bring up to you, then they've got that opportunity always. But everything you're doing is right. Just keeping honest communication, being vigilant, um, and just knowing there's no right or wrong way to maneuver this through the situation. And what I want to share with you today is just a couple of meditations that I've done with children in the past, in school, um, and in my normal classes, and I have done them with my son as well. And there are also ones I do. And there's two. There's the Kirtan Kriya. And then there's also a nice little positive affirmation one. So first of all, I just want to talk to you about the Kirtan Kriya. It uses the mantras sa ta na ma Okay? Sa-ta-na-ma. And this meditation has been... Um, recommended also by the Alzheimer's Association because it works all different parts of the brain and helps to protect against dementia. As well as saying the words sa, ta, na, ma. On the word sa, you press the index finger against the thumb. Sa, index finger. Ta, middle finger. Na, third finger against the thumb. And ma, little finger against the thumb. So you're pressing through the fingers with the sa, ta, na, ma. 
So we're just going to do that for a couple of minutes. So I want you just to sit wherever you are. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, if you're walking, then you might want to pause and do it later, but it's up to you. So just close your eyes. Have your hands resting in your lap, palms facing up. And just take a deep breath in through the nose. And out. And again, breathing in. And out. And then remembering to press through the fingers with each word of the mantra. Off we go. Sa ta na ma. 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 Deep breath in through the nose. And breathe out. Just take a moment just to notice how you feel. And if you have a look on YouTube or iTunes, you can find lots of pieces of music that have that sa, ta, na, ma. And you can either type in sa, ta, na, ma or kirtan, kriya, K-A-R-T-A-N, new word, K-R-I-Y-A. It's a very, very powerful and popular meditation for mental health and you only have to do it for three minutes and it's wonderful. The next one I just want to share with you is a really lovely one to do with children. So they bring their hands onto their tummy and we're just going to have a little positive affirmation. It can be anything but for today we're going to use I am me, I am perfect, I am all I need to be. I am me, I am perfect, I am all I need to be. So sitting with their hands over their tummies and they're going to close their eyes and we're going to say it out loud five times. Then we're going to whisper for five times and then we're going to say it out loud for five times. Okay, so are we ready? And I am me, I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. 
I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. And then whisper, I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. And again, I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. No more voice. I am perfect. I am me. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. I am me. I am perfect. I am all I need to be. Take a deep breath in. And breathe out and just give yourself a moment just to feel those lovely words floating around the brain. And when sharing meditations with children, I think it's really important that you experience it first so you know what it feels like. And I hope you'll agree with me, it feels wonderful. I hope that you are able to take something away from today's podcast. Remember that everything you're doing is perfect. There is no right or wrong way to navigate this. And your children are so lucky to have you as their parent. And if it's you that's struggling with the anxieties and things, know that you're doing everything right do some meditations and keep yourself healthy, keep yourself happy and just pay attention to those emotions, sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening today. If anything resonated or you feel inspired to, please share as that is how we spread the healing. To learn more about me, my teachings or any of the Joe Yoga programs, go to www.joyogauk.com. .co.uk and I'll see you next time. Bye.